the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your home for up-to-the-minute market updates. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Labor Secretary Eugene Scalia is warning the socialist-leaning policies of some of the Democratic presidential contenders, some avowed socialists, would harm the U.S. economy. If we have a president who comes in and reverses what this president has done with deregulation and tax cuts, there is, uh, in my mind, you know, zero question that it will undo uh, the economic gains that we're uh, experiencing right now. Labor Secretary Eugene Scalia telling the Salem Radio Network wages are growing. The jobless rate remains at a 50-year low. For now, the nation's largest retail trade group says holiday sales increased by 4.1%. The star power President Trump's legal team just went up, bringing in experience both in constitutional law and the politics of impeachment. He's adding retired law professor Alan Dershowitz as well as Ken Starr, the former independent counsel. This is SRN News. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, talks about timeshare cancellation. If I could help everybody that has been lied to when buying a timeshare, I would. But the honest truth is, I can't. And those that are telling you that they can without knowing the specifics of your timeshare, well, they're lying too. But if you were misled when buying a timeshare, if you were told your timeshare was a great investment, or your maintenance fees would never go up, I might be able to help. Ten years ago, I was sued for millions of dollars by a timeshare giant in federal court with everything to lose. My home, my money, my kids' future. But I fought. I won. Because I fought for what was right. Helping folks that have been lied to cancel their timeshare. Unfortunately, we can't help everyone. But I guarantee you, if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. Whether you're just testing the waters of digital marketing or already have a plan in place that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. Face it, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. Uh, I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Oh, they took our jibs! They took your jibs! They took your jibs! They took your jibs! Job Saturday, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Good morning. Well, for you at least, I hope it's a good morning. Uh... We're going to try to get through this hour. This is a one-hour live shot, and if you want to help me out, 651-289-4477, the number to call. Um, I am working my way through a cold. Uh, I have about uh, half my usual voice. We'll 
but uh, we're gonna, we're going to try to get through this. We're going to try to get through this hour, and I thought we'd better do this one live anyway because we got job Saturday. We missed you last week. We're actually going to be on assignment next week as well. So we thought thought well, we probably should try to get in here. But uh, the stairway up the two floors to the third floor here in um, Stewart Hall at St. Cloud State University, where I broadcast from uh, every Saturday when I'm live. Um, those stairs felt a little bit longer this morning than usual. Uh, so I got water on one hand, coffee on the other hand. I know I shouldn't drink coffee when I have a cold, but uh, if you really want me to stay awake this hour, don't argue with me. Just give me the dang coffee. Uh, and besides which, it's a job Saturday. And pretty consequential stuff happening. And since we haven't visited for a bit, I thought maybe we should get... Uh, Get get a little time together to sort of do a reset. We're going to do the uh, forecast show. I was going to. I originally had planned to do it the second hour today, but uh, uh, Bison National Championship on the line and live to you here at ten o'clock here on Business fourteen forty. So, if you've tuned in to start the uh, start your uh, your day with uh, Bison football, it's okay. You should stick around, but you can come back at 10. You can, come, you can stick around, but if you really don't like economics, uh, come back at 10. It's okay. Uh, anyway, we're going to uh, we're gonna try to give you the jobs, the jobs report. Stayed at 3.5% on the unemployment rate, a plus 145, a little light. A little light, but not bad on the uh, payroll number. And we'll take you through that. Probably should take a little time to talk about the fact that this weekend, uh, Lu He, the... Uh, Vice Premier of uh, the People's Republic of China will be flying to D.C. and signing a trade agreement. That is going to happen on Monday, and then, and then, uh, of course, uh, of course, uh, all the different forecasts coming out. Uh, there's other news out there. Uh, usually, I ask Wyatt uh, the question, "What's the uh, price of gasoline where he is right now?" But and it's more interesting than usual because, of course, last week we had a little, uh, a, a, a little bit of uh, tension happening, a little extra tension in the Middle East versus usual. That typically has an impact on prices. What did you see, Wyatt, down at the uh, station there? Did you happen to look at the price? Yeah, it's sitting at two forty nine this morning. Two forty nine. Okay, so two forty nine. And I've been remarking about this to people. Uh, I mentioned it on on our Twitter feed at pound KBRS. That's how you find the show, including uh, comments from our from our regular listeners like Jack, who thinks we should really have two hours today. I agree, two hours would have been fine. Um, uh, so we'll get through it. But I, you know, one interesting thing about this: if I had told you ten years ago that. There would be an attack on an embassy in Iraq, in the U.S. Embassy in Iraq, followed by um, a missile strike that takes out an Iranian leader. Guess the price of gasoline. You would have said, well, it'll be a quarter to 50 cents higher than what it was before. It only went up like about 10 to 15 cents. And if you look at the price... If you look at the price of a gallon, a barrel of oil right now, it's sitting right about where it was two weeks ago, at around sixty dollars. Yeah, if you look at Brent, it's a little bit higher. If you look at West Texas Intermediate, it's a little bit lower. It's a difference in the quality of the two, those two crudes. Uh, you can, we can have a long discussion about that, not on Job Saturday. But my point is this: the market for oil has become far more elastic on the supply side than it had been before. So tension in the Middle East doesn't cause oil prices to spike like it used to, which probably figures in the calculus of whether or not one takes uh, action such as was taken by uh, by the Trump administration uh, last week regarding uh, uh, General Soleimani. Uh, it actually does strengthen the hand of the of U.S. foreign policy to have a good domestic economic policy when it comes to energy, and I think they've managed to get this thing thing right. I want to make sure I said that right up front because I think 
I think that's a point that can get lost in all the, you know, because it, it was last week. But I would have spent a lot more time on it. Let's get to the jobs report. Because the jobs report is very, very, is very, very important to understand because the two reports that are probably the most noisy of the bunch are the report for December, which comes out in January, the report for January, which comes out in February. This one and the next one are the noisiest. This one is noisy because... It will have numbers for retail trade that are largely the basis of seasonal adjustments that we're not really sure whether they have they have been estimated correctly. What do I mean by that? All the data we report to you is seasonally adjusted unless I tell you otherwise, meaning we know that retail hiring will go up in the middle of in the middle of October to the middle of November stay high through the third or fourth week of December and then decline because of people buying gifts for the Christmas holiday. It then it then declines throughout the rest of December and into January. Of the numbers that were reported, what the one that jumped out at me of the 145,000 jobs, which again the expectation was about 160 to 165. I reported Goldman Sachs as being a little bit above the uh, above a little bit above the uh, median forecast. They were at 185. I saw numbers in the 140s from some folks. They'll be growing uh, on the on the newscasts. But the number that really had struck me was out of this was the fact that retail sales added approximately. 41,000 jobs. Let me go get the exact number for you. Um, retail, um, hang on, where, I've got to find it here. And this is the case where, yeah, retail added 41,000 jobs. Employment increased in clothing and accessory stores, building material and garden supply stores. Both showed employment declines in the prior month, meaning but those numbers all have seasonal adjustment in it. Maybe the retailers just added people late in the clothing store sector. But maybe those are just temporary hires that are going to snap right back off in January. We don't know. So some of this 145 is a little bit, I'm a little bit skeptical of its durability. And the reason why... I mentioned the fact that the February report, which is for January employment, is also um, has a lot of noise in it, is that the annual benchmarking happens then. What does benchmarking mean? Well, regular listeners of the King Banyan Show have heard me explain this before, but in case you're new, and if you are, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Benchmarking means that we're doing a survey for payrolls and for household employment. The jobs report is actually two reports that are issued simultaneously. One gives us the unemployment rate. The other one gives us the level of payroll employment, the number of people who are listed on payrolls. They're both done by surveys. There's more complete data that comes in every quarter. And annually, until, uh, until just recently, and going forward, we're now going to do this semi-annually. They'll go use the more complete data. What do we mean by that? Currently, what we do is we take 6,000, about 6,000 establishments, firms, m- many of them multi-plant firms. And we get monthly information from them on the number of people who are employed. We take that survey, and from that we ask, we we scale it up to come up with a number for payroll employment for the year or for the month excuse me every three months all firms have to file a complete list of their of their payroll employees because every three months they have to file a report which as I recall is called the W3 report in order to make their payments their quarterly payments and match up their payroll records for Social Security payments for each employee they have. And every three months, then, you can go through those W-3s and actually 
do a count how many people are listed here. Now, it's time-consuming to do that, so they don't do it every quarter. It was originally done every year, but now, because computers allow us to do uh, computation a whole lot faster than we had before, they're now going to do that every six months. That goes into this re-benchmarking. They'll also do the household survey. That, that's a different, different set of things. But my point here is, because we don't know what's happening with the benchmarking, we, okay, what's happening in between, those, in between the benchmarks, we are estimating along with everything else, we are guessing at how many new firms have been created and how many firms have in fact gone away. They call that the birth-death model. New firms are born, old firms die. Isn't that a lovely, isn't that lovely metaphor? But that's a guess that's done by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Those W-3 forms allow them to figure out how many new forms are there. Who's filed a W-3 that never filed before? That's a birth. Who used to file a W-3 that isn't anymore? You go ahead and check and you eventually conclude, well, that firm must have gone away. That has to be caught up every year, or it now to be every six months. When you're late in a cycle, as pointed out by uh, by uh, Joseph Berselius um, at uh, the Real Economy blog, uh, when you're late in the cycle, you tend to overestimate the births because you're using the rate of firm birth that happened earlier in the cycle. You're extrapolating that. So you tend to overestimate births and underestimate deaths when you get to late cycle. How much are you overestimating, underestimating? You don't know. And I don't think we want the uh, census or the Bureau of Labor Statistics to try to guess at that. So we typically just kind of let it go. So my point being, particularly in the retail sector, we might be overestimating the number of jobs there because we might be overestimating the number of firms there. And because of the late November hiring, because uh, Thanksgiving came so late, that 41 might be just a temporary number that snaps back off. I think this 145 could even be a softer number than that, and it was a little soft relative to the estimate. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. American American Pressure is your local family-owned source for pressure washers since 1976. We focus on what you need to clean, and we offer the best brands of hot and cold pressure washers, complete wash bays, portable systems, and custom-built. We do it all for you. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life, pro-life across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-life across Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth 
to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. You know, the best direction I ever got from doing radio was uh, somebody who listened to the show. Back when I was doing uh, more uh, news talk and not, not business and economics, who said, you know, you got, you got to smile more when you talk. And so particularly on days where I'm not uh, feeling 100%, I'm just trying to talk through the smile, and we'll just get right. We'll get right through it. So if you hear, if you say to yourself, "Boy, his voice doesn't sound all that wonderful today," um, it will be back in shape by the time we speak next. Don't you worry. Just one hour today. Uh, Bison football coming up on the national championship game. I can't remember who they're playing. I want to say it's James Madison because uh, they're another powerhouse, and I think I it, think it I is saw James that. Madison. Yep. Oh yeah. So we got to beat those Virginians. Um, absolutely. Go Bison. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, I'm actually probably going to go home and watch the game, uh, watch the game, uh, at, at home, uh, and get back in bed and see if I can't, uh, whip this dang cold, uh, here a little bit, but six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Uh, if you, if with questions, comments, we're talking about the jobs report again, 145,000 jobs added. How does that really fit, uh, in that, in that whole scheme of things? To the October and November numbers, so we're now pulled down to one eighty four hundred eighty four thousand for the three month average, the six month average at one eighty nine. The twenty nineteen number was one hundred seventy six thousand jobs a month. It was uh, two hundred twenty three thousand in twenty eighteen, the first year of the tax cut, which kind of makes sense. One seventy nine in twenty seventeen, one ninety three in twenty sixteen. Yeah, I mean, if if you want to say a story of hey, the economy's not doing that great, you'll talk about the fact that that uh, geez, the growth rate of jobs slowed down. It's true, but you should think about the fact about a few facts here. One, this is the tenth year of expansion. Do you realize this? In no month, in no month, where the third number in the year was a one. From twenty January 2010 to December 2019, in no month did the number of jobs go down. Payroll employment number change was a positive change every month, all 120 of them. Think about that. That is, uh, that's the longest, that's the longest streak on record. Will it come to an end in 2020? I'm inclined to say no at this particular moment. If it does, it will happen very, very late. But I, this particular moment, I'm inclined to say you probably are not going to get a negative number in 2020. That's as close to my for, as giving you a forecast as I'm going to do. But in a market where you have, you still have, you know, the underemployment rate, which fell to a low, a 50-year low, 6.7%. The number of job leavers rose to 14.5% from 13.3%, which for this particular cycle, this 10-year cycle, the number of people who are quitting jobs, leaving jobs to try to find other work, is at its all-time high. 
It's a good labor market. I have a, I, 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 I'll tweet, I'll tweet it out to you as well. I tweeted it to, uh, to people that read my, my, uh, university Twitter feed, but I'll put it on the radio feed as well. I have an art, I, I have a, uh, set of quotes in an article that'll be in the Sunday St. Cloud Times about the St. Cloud market. Here in St. Cloud, because we've had a number of large construction projects, our employment's grown, and it's grown pretty rapidly. Now, will those construction projects continue? I don't know, because pretty much all of them are public projects. High schools being built, uh, I'm counting, I count three in my head, uh, uh, and at least two grade schools, elementary schools, have been built in the last 18 months in this area. An area that still has population growth, which is good. The question is, what's happening with the number of single-family dwellings? Well, that number actually went down a titch in 2019 versus 2018 in my local area, up here in central Minnesota. Construction employment has been fairly strong. If I go back and look at um, look at construction, a uh, little changed in the report at 20,000, and was only up about half of what it was in 2018. The 2018 tax cut gave us a boost in employment in 2018, some of which has faded out in 2019. But as I look as I look to say what's happening. What's happening else, elsewhere? We talked about retail trade, and those are, I think, are a little bit fuzzier numbers. But healthcare in 2019 added almost 400,000 jobs, up from 350,000 jobs in 2018. Leisure and hospitality added 388,000 jobs in 2019, 359,000 jobs in 2018. Those numbers indicate that the consumer who is making choices about when to consume health care and makes choices in terms of leisure and hospitality, those, those two sectors are very much consumer-driven. The consumer is still leading this expansion along. And as long as consumer spending is still strong, as it appears to be, it's hard to actually buck that trend and say that there's going to be some recession happening someplace in 2020. I, I, I've tried to stay cautious on this, but but I, I've been waiting for additional data. We now have this. We now have the first week of December data. We're going to get two more data points this coming week, which which you should pay attention to. You'll get the retail trade numbers, I believe, on Wednesday, and then industrial production on Thursday. Now, industrial production is going to be a weak number because the manufacturing sector has been in a downshift relative to the service sector. But service sector employment, which has been really strong, should be driving additional retail sales. That number should be going higher. So if the retail sales number is positive, and maybe even with a little bit of a surprise in December, because of some of that compression from uh, a late uh, Christmas season. And industrial production is a weak number on the next day. The answer is, yeah, you're pretty much right about where you thought you would be. And that will be, that will be the sign that basically the Federal Reserve's policy should stay on hold. We're not going to increase the interest rate. We're not going to decrease the interest rate. We like where we are right now. And I think that's going to be their policy for pretty much all of 2020. Because I don't see a world where the economy does much more or less than what it's doing right about now. I mean, think about this. Six months ago, we were very concerned about what was going to happen with Brexit. Did you know Commons, House of Commons passed the uh, third reading of the, of the Brexit, with the, the withdrawal agreement for Brexit? It's done. It's over. They're going to exit on January 31st. And 
There's been no hue and cry about it. It's over. The trade deal is going to get signed. We'll talk about it a little bit more later this hour. Will there be an additional trade deal? No. Will there be additional trade uh, difficulties? Possibly. Possibly. But my guess is the 2020 election causes the president to sort of keep his hands off of that policy between now and, and November. My guess is he's going to take the win, just as he's taken the win in Iran, he's going to take the win on this on this trade this trade deal on Monday or Tuesday. And he's going to he's going to down downshift from there. He's still got issues. He's still got uh, some significant trade issues re- regarding the EU coming up. And if he wants to make noise on that, he can. But I think all those are are baked in the cake as well. I don't I don't expect him to do very much with that. So from whence comes the uh the concern about about a recession in 2020, there's one and only one source. And to me, that's China. And we'll get to that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on a job Saturday on Business 1440. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. What gives meaning to our days? The new film 1917 stages this question in the wilderness of World War I, an apocalyptic firescape. Two soldiers embark on an impossible quest, debating the value of medals for bravery as they go. A soldier who won a medal for valor but has turned cynical denies the significance of his award. It's just a bit of tin, he says. As the journey unfolds, he shows tremendous courage under fire. When he completes his mission, he hands over several small items from a friend. All that is left to remember his comrade is a bit of tin. Sam Mendes' film is deceptively profound. It shows the value of honor, of fighting when everyone else wants to hide, even if the call of death comes amidst the call of duty. There's something worse than dying or suffering. It's living without honor, living without courage. I'm Owen Strand. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Impacting policy decisions today. Preparing public leaders for tomorrow. There is nothing that they won't do to get you the help you need to become a successful student at Online Trading Academy. My name is Brian. I've been with Online Trading Academy since November 2016. What OTA has done for me, they've really opened my eyes into how the financial markets work and how a financial advisor, how do mutual funds work and how do they make money and what the expense is to me for them giving me their advice. Teaching me that I can be in control of that is really helping me save the expense that they had been taking out of my portfolio. The only criteria that you need is the internal desire to want to become a trader and take financial control of your life. Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. The following program was pre-recorded. Welcome back King Daniel Show Business 1440. Yeah, I like that. Good music. 
651-289-4477, the number to call, questions and comments. We're going to step away early today for Bison football championship against James Madison. Go, Bison. Let's let's keep that championship up here where it belongs, up here in the in the great Midwest, where we do football the right way here. 651-289-4477. So we've run through the jobs report. I think we've got a pretty good uh, a good feel for uh, what has happened. As I said, the China is about the one place where I have still some lingering concerns. And it's not because of anything I've seen directly. It's just an indirect summation, or not summation, what's the word I'm looking for? Extrapolation from actions that they're taking. They've recently reduced their required reserve ratio, meaning banks in China are required to keep a certain amount of cash on hand meant to cover deposit outflows and, and and losses that they might have on their loan portfolios. Um, China has slowly but surely, the People's Bank of China has slowly but surely been reducing those reserve ratios, which frees up money to be lent into the system. It's an expansionary policy. And they are, they are, still, um, they are still active in this area. Um, you know, and they're still active in this area at a time when They've seen rising food prices, largely due to uh, the uh, African swine flu just jacking up the price of pork products. China is about to now spend the next two weeks in their lunar festival period, the Chinese New Year. And consumption of pork during this time goes up dramatically. Okay? Just think, if if you had a big holiday here in the United States... Um, that lasted two weeks. Don't you think a lot of uh, pork products would get consumed as well? Um, Food prices were up 17.4% year over year in the uh, Chinese December CPI numbers. But if you take out their food prices and you take their energy prices out, their their core CPI rate is at 1.4%. Wholesale prices fell half a percent year over year. And as I continue to look at uh, as I continue to look at the uh, situation in China, um, their their uh, purchasing managers index for services fell to fifty two and a half. Uh, their their manufacturing PMIs are are well below well below fifty percent. And so I see them doing these act- actions with the reserve requirement which we don't use that in the United States for monetary policy, but China does because interest rates in China are not really driving allocated at the direction of the state to various industries and to local governments. And China's pumping a lot of money into their system. A lot of money into their system. And to me, that indicates that China's very concerned about going into a recession sometime in the next in the next year or so. And they're working very, very hard not to have that happen. Another fact that, that I think leans in the direction of perhaps China being in more trouble than we realize is that this agreement that's coming out on Monday, in the United States our practice would have been to have posted all of the terms to have all of that out in public and if they had and if it was really favorable to the United States you would think it had been posted in public and it would have been and it would have led to some crowing from this white house that in fact hasn't happened now there's two possibilities that could result from that one could be it's a lousy deal for the US and the US wants to keep quiet about it or it could be a great deal for the U.S. and China wants the wants it to be quiet. You'll recall, last year there was a period of time in 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 early spring when it looked like a trade deal was going to be signed. The U.S. came out and started talking about here are the terms of the deal, 
it's got this in it, it's got that in it, and all these things sounded awesome from the U.S. standpoint. And China kept saying, wait, 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 that's not in there. And China was upset, the Chinese negotiators were upset that the U.S. had put out all of these terms in the public sphere. It's possible, okay, I'm going to say, it's possible that this is a trade deal that China absolutely had to have and gave significant concessions in, but needed cover. And perhaps the wiser, cooler heads within uh, the Trump administration, by this I think of the Treasury Secretary, or even even uh, 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 National Economic Council uh, Chair Larry Kudlow, may have said to the president, you know what, it would be in our interest not to let the terms out very fast. We need to help our Chinese uh, brethren um, gain cover for signing this deal with us. And so perhaps they've, they've cooled their jets and, not, and decided that they didn't need to put every single term of this deal out on Twitter in advance. Get the deal signed, get it posted, and then people can talk about it after it's been signed. If that's true, it says two things to me. It says, first of all, China indeed needed the deal, and that our estimation, and been my estimation all along, which was, if you want to get good terms with China, if you're patient enough, eventually they have to come around because they need a trade deal more than the U.S. needs a trade deal. Which the president has said, and frankly, the president has been right about that. And, and it's possible, if, if I'm right about what the terms are then, then the president's strategy here has been more effective than many people, myself included, had, had uh, thought two years ago when, when they embarked on this path. I could, uh, you know, I'll, I'll admit, it's possible he got a better deal than I thought he could get. Because we hear things about IP protections and, and so forth and, and, and technology transfer. If he got those things, great. Then, then he, got, he got the deal he, he thought he was going to get. But the second part, and the part that concerns me the most about this, is that China certainly doesn't want to have these changes made. They buck against the... It, they, buck, they, they buck up against the, the image that China's tried to portray that it is the next superpower and an equal to the United States. If it turns out this trade deal is more favorable to the United States than, uh, than we had previously thought, that might indicate some short-term weakness in the Chinese economy that, that uh, Xi is trying to work against and is doing so by, negoti- by negotiating the deal quietly so that he can have political cover and look for ways to sell the deal back home. He may ne- he may be the person that needs to save face much more than than President Trump needs to save face. And in fact, I think that is is indeed the outcome. Because otherwise, if this deal was good for China, you would think the Chinese would want to crow about it given everything else they've done in their propaganda, but they have not done that. They, in fact, have done just about the opposite from that. So I think China is the one place where, if they should go into recession this year, if the actions they're taking right now do not turn things around, and they actually do have a recession in 2020, it's enough to cause issues for a slowing economy in Europe and the combination of China and Europe could slow the U.S. down. But if, in fact, the deal, the deal that's been made allows China to avoid to skirt past a recession this year, that actually helps the U.S. as well, and particularly helps the president, 
who is seeking re-election in November. And so that's why I, I come to the conclusion that this probably is a pretty good deal for the U.S., but a good enough deal for China that it's going to allow them to skirt the recession. It'll get them some, some imports that they need to uh, hold prices down, particularly on uh, on food, and and allow uh, allow Chi to stay in place as well, to strengthen his hand. We'll be back after this with a final segment of the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on the station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the kingdom builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest-looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you, and he loves his new roof. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from Business 1440 and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for just $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. Call Business 1440 today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. You got to get those smoked ribs. They call it Rack Shack for a reason. 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. News breaking just now that uh, not really not really all that big news. It's not a huge surprise. Uh, in Taiwan, uh, President Tsai Ing-wen has won re-election uh, that just came in uh, in the last uh, in the last uh, hour. Um, one uh, handily handily won fifty seven percent of the vote to uh, <coughs> to the. Uh, 39% for uh, the challenger who had promised to be closer tied to China. So in terms of uh, China's strategy versus Hong Kong, one side side effect of that has been to bolster the independent uh, party in uh, in Taiwan. And sure enough, uh, uh, President Tsai has now uh, raced out to a pretty, pretty comfortable, well, shoot, a very comfortable victory, almost a landslide, 57 to 39 is is pretty much a landslide victory hard to say hard to say anything less than that um 
uh, uh, China, Chinese media is just reporting it, reporting the result and not making any comments uh, than that. But I uh, thought we should get that bit of news out there for you. Uh, one other interesting piece that came in this week that I thought I'd touch on before before we finish the hour and and uh, give way to uh, North Dakota State football as they play in their championship against uh, James Madison uh, starting at 10 o'clock here this morning. Um, there was a piece that came in uh, came on uh, Thursday uh, from uh, an interview that was done by Reuters of the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas's uh, Robert Kaplan. Um, he has come out as pretty much um, pretty much in favor of the current policy, but there, the comments that were made, I thought, were uh, were, were interesting regarding the uh, Federal Reserve's balance sheet. Um, so I'm just going to read a little bit um, read a little bit of of what he says. I'm going to be wanting to actively explore options that would allow us to restrain from here growth in the Fed balance sheet. I do think the growth in the balance sheet is having some impact on the financial markets and on the valuation of risk assets. I want to be cognizant of not adding more fuel that could help create further excesses and imbalances. Now add to this, okay, this is King's voice again, rather than... uh, President Kaplan's. Uh, add to this the uh, recent interest in the fact that Sweden has exited its negative interest rate policy. Sweden had targeted an interest rate of a negative 0.5% and now has in fact gone back to zero. Add to that this now from from Robert Kaplan who's looking at Looking at, at, at looking at what's uh, happened in the repo market, he says possible options include a quote hard look unquote at the differences between how regulators treat bank holdings of treasuries and reserves, and establishing a so-called standing repo facility that would allow banks to tap liquidity when needed. This is Reuters. Last fall, an unexpected spike in short-term funding costs put the central bank on notice that its balance sheet might have gotten too small to accommodate banks' needs for liquidity. It had previously been systematically trimming its balance sheet as part of its pursuit of a more normal footprint in financial markets, following its large bond purchases after the crisis. Translating that, what what do they mean? The Fed, the, the thing to know is that the Fed didn't do that alone. The Fed had done that at the same time it had changed the way in which it wanted large banks, what they call SIFIs, systematically important financial institutions, or SIFIs for short, to hold reserves. They wanted SIFIs to hold enough treasuries and reserves in place to meet the maximum possible deposit outflow on any single day. Remember, many banks and financial institutions were using the overnight market to fund everyday operations of their financial institution. What happened to Bear Stearns back in 2007 was was a very simple, and what happened to Lehman in 2008 was a very simple problem of, at one point, the banks decided to stop lending to them at normal rates. They said, you know what, we, don't, we need you to put up more of your paper on this loan because we don't think you're going to pay us back tomorrow in the overnight market. Well, in some sense, what happened in, in September of last year, in September 2019, was there was a bank out there who some banks thought could be the next layman or next bear, and started to ask for higher rates. Put up more collateral for your loan because I'm not so sure you're going to pay me back. And and so I, they say they didn't put up, they didn't have enough reserves in place. I think what's going to have to happen is, indeed, and I agree with Kaplan on this, 
we're going to see a new innovation coming from the Fed in this coming year. And this is what he's hinting at. Where your holding of treasuries and your holding of reserves are going to be treated differently in the repo market. Reserves have always meant immediately available funds. Treasuries are not always immediately available. They might be available after 24 hours, but they're not necessarily available immediately. Whereas reserves should be able to be transferred with a simple click of the mouse. I think what's going to happen here is that the Fed is going to set up a new is going to set up something to be sure that reserves are available and sort of guarantee this is how much reserves they have today that they can transfer to you at a moment's notice should you have a liquidity squeeze. It appears that in this world where we've changed how much has to be held by SIFIs, that we, that we didn't have that structure in place to a sufficient extent that banks were comfortable lending reserves to each other. And remember, well, a lot of the people who are in that repo market are in fact not banks, and only banks have reserves because those reserves are held at the Federal Reserve. Okay, Goldman Sachs doesn't have reserves. All they have are treasuries, and they need to figure out how the, both of those markets are going to work. This is a very important point that Kaplan raised, and it was done fairly quietly and with a lot of other things happening, so you might have missed it, but that's, that's news to pay attention to, and we'll get back to that week after next. I'll be gone next week, but we'll look forward to talking to you in a couple, couple weeks uh, here on the King Banyan Show, and if if you need us before then, remember, we replay on on Sundays. You can follow us on Twitter at Pound KBRS. We're always here for you. Thank you, Wyatt, for coming in. And uh, go Bison. We'll talk, to you next, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks here on the King Banyan Show on Business Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 3 
866-766-7773 or visit our website at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com.